Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Central Florida Film Review. So, for this week's episode, we have chosen to review the first installment of the Star Wars sequel trilogy, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Of course, this was first released in 2015, and was the first of the three installments of the Disney sequel Star Wars trilogy. And to be honest, it may be one of the least controversial films in the trilogy, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning in to Central Florida Film Review. We appreciate any and all support. Please consider donating to the podcast at redcircle.com, which would allow us to upgrade our audio equipment and provide you better quality and better quality of entertainment. Thank you, guys. Meanwhile, please sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. What you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. The dark side. Jedi. Now, you guys, what you just heard was, of course, the theatrical trailer, the original full trailer to promote Episode 7 back when they were releasing it in 2015. And uh, I apologize, normally I introduce the trailer instead of playing the trailer without saying anything. I thought I would mix it up this time. Uh, I'm always welcome for feedback. I always love it when people give me feedback and suggestions for improvement. So let me know if you have a preference either way of how I do it. But that's the trailer. That 
it's actually a really good trailer because in a in a small way Disney sort of borrowed not only from older Star Wars trailers but they borrowed from older versions of movie trailers in general now some of you may not be old enough to remember this others uh, among you who are listening to this podcast may easily be old enough to remember this but if you remember back in the early 2000s and the 90s the 80s and before basically any time from 1970 we'll say 1975 somewhere in there all the way up to about 2005 or 6 they used to do trailers a lot differently than they do now and they were much more epic than they are now. Sometimes they do have some epic movie trailers today, but the format is different. You know, it used to be you would have a guy do a voiceover, and it would be something like, in a world where one man stands against the system. You know, it would be something that was just epic and drew you in and gave away less information instead of giving more, because it depended more on the voiceover than it did on how many scenes it had. Now trailers still use voiceover, but they give away more information in the trailer. Episode 7 had a good trailer because it reminded me of those old school trailers where it didn't give away the whole story, but it did show you, hey, here are some things that are going to potentially be in this movie that you might like because it was a trailer, it was a teaser, and it helped draw you in as a potential future audience member in 2015. A lot of trailers don't do that, or they try to, but they do it in a really annoying way. They show more scenes with less voiceover, and they give away the entire story in the trailer. I hate that. With a passion. And I miss the old trailers where Don LaFontaine and other very famous voiceover artists would come on. And, you know, be like, in a world where one man knows the key to save America. You know, something like that. I miss trailers like that. This reminded me of trailers like that, and it reminded me of old school science fiction trailers. And I think they did a really good job of formatting it. So props to Disney for that. Now, I'm going to get started on the section where you guys listen to certain scenes from the film and listen to the audio of certain clips that by now you've all seen because we've all seen the movie so uh stay tuned keep listening thank you guys for your support and let's get started i'll introduce the next scene to you in just a minute so the scene that i want you guys to listen to first is the scene where snoke supreme leader snoke more like supreme leader joke if after you see the next two movies where Snoke is speaking to Kylo Ren, and we get introduced to him, but it's just a hologram. He's not physically there, and most of you all know why. But it's still, it's a pretty decent scene, so check this one out. The droid will soon be delivered to the Resistance leading them to the last Jedi. 
If Skywalker returns, the new Jedi will rise. Supreme Leader, I take full responsibility. General! Our strategy must now change. The weapon, it is ready. I believe the time has come to use it. We shall destroy the government that supports the Resistance, the Republic. Without their friends to protect them, the Resistance will be vulnerable, and we will stop them before they reach Skywalker. Go. Oversee preparations. Yes, Supreme Leader. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. There's something more. The droid we seek is aboard the Millennium Falcon. In the hands of your father, Han Solo. He means nothing to me. Even you. Master of the Knights of Ren have never faced such a test. By the grace of your training, I will not be seduced. We shall see. We shall see. I absolutely love that scene. It really is a great scene, and... It does a good job of helping create suspense. And I didn't realize it until I watched it again, but there's a scene where two TIE fighters fly past Starkiller base, and then you hear the horn section and the trombones with the music, and it's actually paying tribute to Episode 4, which, yes, technically does confirm the theory that a lot of fans had that this is just a rehash of Episode 4. And it, it really was to a point, but compared to Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, this thing should have won an Academy Award. So, but that's a story for another episode. So you have two TIE Fighters come in, and then the horn section introduces the fact that, hey, now we're at Starkiller Base, and the, the orchestra helps us by setting the scene with the epic dangerous, fearful tone of the music. Then we are inside Starkiller Base, and Supreme Leader Snoke is speaking to Kylo Ren and General Hux. Ironically, Supreme Leader Snoke, fun fact, is played by an actor named Andy Serkis. Now, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, he is the actor who played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies by Peter Jackson back in 2001, 2002, and 2003. And so now he's doing motion capture again, but he's playing Supreme Leader Snoke. Does a really good job. He chose a good voice for the character. And one thing I like about this scene is that they make you think that Snoke is like 30 feet tall. And then at the end of it, when he says... We shall see. He's just a hologram. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's not even there? He's not even physically there? That was hilarious. I was like, all right, Disney, you guys got me. Bravo. 
Bravo. I fell for that one. So that was impressive. And I will say the one of the things that's really good about the scene itself is the darkness in the room. Because they're in the room where they communicate and make contact with Snoke. And everything is pretty much one step away from being pitch black. Because there's just enough light in there for you to be able to see Snoke's hologram and to see where you're going to get in and out of the room. But the rest of it's very dark, very bleak. Like, hey, this is a communications room on Starkiller Base. This is the place where your hopes and your dreams go to die. And this is the First Order. And if you stand in, your, stand in their way, they'll take your soul. But I still wish that Snoke had been there. That was my only complaint. I wish that Snoke had physically been there instead of him being only about eight feet tall and that we don't see him in person until episode eight. I would have preferred that. Um, but overall, not a bad scene. Pretty well done. Good music choice. Uh, the TIE Fighters coming in. That that was a good segue. Very nice touch. Excellent camera work. They do a great job of following the TIE Fighters and using them to introduce Starkiller Base. And that was, again, impressive. So props to Disney for that one. Not bad. And J.J. Abrams, good job. Okay, so the next scene I want you guys to hear, we're actually going to go back to the beginning of the film, and we're going to listen to the opening scene where Poe Dameron is talking to that old guy in the village on the planet in the middle of nowhere. I think it's Jakku or whatever it's called. And the old person, the older gentleman, apparently his name is Lars Santeca or Lore Santeca or something, and he's like a member of the Church of the Force. So he believes in the Force just like the Jedi do, but he doesn't have Force powers. And he wants to help them find Luke, and he gives them a clue. And you guys know the scene I'm talking about. This is, this is the scene where Poe Dameron's talking to him, and then where the Imperial Stormtroopers attack the village. So thank you guys so much. Uh, keep listening. Keep staying tuned. We'll be back in a minute. This will begin to make things right. I've traveled too far and seen too much to ignore the despair in the galaxy. Without the Jedi, there can be no balance in the Force. We got company. You have to hide. You have to leave. So, I really like this scene. I really enjoy this scene. I like the way they introduce the stormtroopers, the new version, where the inside of the landing shuttles is really dark and there's only a few lights and they have flashes of lights show the helmets of the stormtroopers. That's really cool. You guys should re-watch this scene. I'm sure you'll remember what I'm talking about. Now, and I do apologize real quick before I go any further, let me say I am sorry. I am getting these off of YouTube, and of course I am using them under fair use. All copyright belongs to Disney and Disney Lucasfilm. 
I have no rights to Star Wars whatsoever, and no copyright infringement is intended. But I find these on YouTube and then use the audio for the podcast episodes. This one was an edited version of the opening scene. But still, it's a, it's a you get the idea. It's still not that bad of an opening scene. I like the dialogue between Poe Dameron and the older gentleman. His name is Lor Santeca. And he is played by Max von Sydow, very famous, I believe, Swedish actor, who passed away one or two years after this film was made. This was one of the last movies he got to be in before his death. So that was really cool. All in all, great, great scene. I love the dialect. When he hands him the piece of the map, the clue that can lead to Luke Skywalker, and he says... This will begin to make things right. I like that. That's good writing. That's good dialogue. You know, and I like how they write his character. I've traveled too far, seen too much. They make him this gentle, elderly man and very sympathetic toward the suffering of others, which helps make him as a character in the film more three-dimensional, at least for the short time that we do see him. And it's it's a pretty good addition to the scene. And then Poe Dameron comes out of his tent and uses the binoculars to see the Imperial shuttles landing. Sorry, not Imperial. First Order shuttles landing. And he says, you have to hide. And that's actually one of my favorite parts of this opening shot where he tells him you have to hide because then the camera focuses in on Poe and puts the older gentleman out of focus on purpose and then it focuses back on him and makes Poe blurry and it's really great camera work rewatch the scene on YouTube you'll see what I mean it's absolutely gorgeous camera work so the next scene that I want you guys to see and then we'll kind of cut this episode a little short this is the scene where well the next scene I want you to listen to not see but you know what I mean the scene here is the one where Han Solo and Chewbacca are fighting First Order Stormtroopers with Finn. And they're on the planet where Maz has that cantina and that castle. And this is the scene where they're surrounded, but Poe and the Resistance come in and Leia with fighters to attack the First Order with X-Wings and force them to leave because they're outnumbered. Really good scene. Stay tuned, you guys. This uh, this will be the last scene that we're going to do, and then after that, we'll call it a night. Thank you.
going, stay out of sight. I'll try to fight him off. I hope so too. Big deal. Thanks. Don't move. TK338, we have targets in custody. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Central Florida Film Review. By the way, I want to take a moment to say thank you for your support. I hope you all had a wonderful and blessed Memorial Day, asking Jesus to keep you safe every day. I want to apologize for not releasing this episode sooner. I had promised this episode a couple weeks ago. I'm a college student and I'm currently taking the last two classes that I need to graduate online. 
so I'll be graduating this summer once I pass and finish those. That has made my schedule a little bit hectic, so just bear with me, but the podcast will continue, and thank you for your support. Have a blessed evening. That's all the time we have for this episode. The next episode will review the next installment in the Disney sequel trilogy, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, or as I like to call it, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Straw. Thank you guys. Good night.